Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 5 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So just because it's you and me, Josh, what's your highlight of the week? Well, I know I mentioned it to you earlier. Um, on, uh, I think it was uh, Easter Sunday, managed to uh, drop the wife and lad off for the Easter egg hunt and uh, forgot something, so I had to go back home and get it. On the way out there, though, uh, think about long weekends. Uh, there's many traditions, but one of them being double points and double fines. So, you know, the, the government makes a bit of cash out of that. And look, people travelling long distances, whatever, yeah, don't speed, probably going to anyway, whether I say it or not. But um, in uh, inner city areas, there's a, a sort of a code of conduct, I guess, where if you're driving one way and you see a speed camera, you flash the people coming the other way. Just, you know... Good old them, little tradition. Yeah, let them know, look, lads, save yourself a bit of cash, slow down, whatever. So I'm driving past a, a church sort of thing, coming into uh, Springvale Road, and I get the lights flash, and I'm like, you know, thumbs up, thanks, mate, and he gave me the bit of the two-finger wave back yep. on the steering wheel, and, uh, you know, drop the wife and lad off, come back, and I'm driving by there, and I'm like, well, you know, I'll return the favour. Yeah, So yeah. I, I flash, it forward. flash the lights, and uh, next you know, one of the cars uh, has lights of its own in the red and blue variety, and does a bit of a Yui. And uh, flashes behind me, I'm like, oh, he wants to, wants to have a chat, obviously. Pulls me up, and he's like, uh, you know, can I be licensed? like, yeah, here you go, no worries. And he's like, why'd you flash your lights? And I said, well, the blokes uh, coming towards me were going a bit quick, and there's a church there. And he's like, well, why were you telling them to slow down? I'm like, well, I thought they were going a little quick. It's church, it's long weekend, there's kids around. <laughs> uh, he knew there was a speed camera there. Yeah. I knew he knew there was a speed camera there. He knew that you knew that he knew. <laughs> but I also know that that doesn't matter because you can give me a ticket anyway. Yeah. Just for feeling like it, essentially. So I wasn't a smart ass. And because you're black. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he would have looked at and realised, you know, there's a baby, you know, child capsule in the back and I've got yeah. fucking Power Rangers sticking out of one of this um, bloody glove boxes or whatever. So he's obviously decided, all right, just, you know, look after yourself. Have a good Easter. <laughs> and I've gone off and like, I just fought the law and I won. So, uh, you know, granted, it was a very much a, um, a, a given victory. Yeah. I didn't really earn it as hard as some no, of the... Uh, but really, if you're warning other people and it makes them slow down, isn't it the point of speed traps? Well, I would expect so. Uh, that's the reason why they say we have speeding cameras, yeah. um, let alone the fact that speeding cameras don't really stop people speeding uh, at that time. You don't find out until a week later and then you go, oh, I yeah. should have slowed down then. Um, but you know, anyway, that's, that's, that's an argument that... That's filled up plenty of AM radio talk back <laughs> over the years. Um, I, my highlight is really just I am fully on board with this festival of footy. You know, one day off, 
uh, in two weeks uh, where there's no games. Oh, I've been loving it. Um, but also, this round, I think it's the first time where no games overlap. So you could watch yeah. all nine games siren to siren. And I reckon I got eight of them. Um, eight of them in. There, there might have been the one. Um, I, I did intend on it, but um, to be honest, I got the shits after, after North game. <laughs> Which and, is the second game we'll cover, but we'll, we'll do um, Lions and uh, Collingwood first. Um, it feels so long ago now, but um, that's the way it is. Uh, it's a shame that everyone's talking about the Hodgie getting interviewed on the sidelines, but um, I think mainly just because he called Damian Barrett a, a complete uh, a complete knob yeah. on Twitter or something like that. And I think he got a few more fans that way. Well, I, think, I mean, to be honest, I, I kind of agree with where Barrett was going with it, that players, you know, play. But the media asked him to do it, and he said, yeah, right. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm repping the club. Yeah. And opening up some of the smaller clubs, which, you know, Brisbane is. Well, I think it was their one and only free-to-wear game for the year. Yeah, so look, I, I think if this was, um, you know, four people interviewing on the sidelines for Collingwood for the fourth week in a row, whatever, yeah. you'd be like, that's dumb. But when it's a club that needs that media exposure, yeah. and to be honest, this Twitter exchange probably hasn't hurt that goal either. No, no, no. It's, it's done well for, so, for the So maybe, should, maybe old, uh, old Purple has decided to take one for the team and help Brisbane out by getting more exposure. <laughs> maybe yeah, this he, is all... He's playing 4D chess. Playing, he and Hodgie are just... Uh, they're in this together. They're both part of the, I don't know, some exclusive club. Uh, maybe the Melbourne club, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was a little bit disappointing that Brisbane were that far off the mark um, because it, Collingwood didn't really blow them away in any patches, I felt. It it was more they were just on top and they got the the next goal and the next one and then, you know, they get one back and mm. it was sort of two-for-one goals, you know. It, it didn't feel like there was a period of dominance anywhere. It was just consistent. Yeah, but having said I don't think Brisbane were bad. I think this just shows how good Collingwood actually are. Yeah, it could be that too. Um, and I, I think Brisbane were um, were a chance to win this. I, I, I wouldn't ever write them off, but Collingwood on their day, they've shown that they can, well, trounce just about anyone. Yep. Uh, and I, I think even look at last year's grand final, play them another 10 times, I think Collingwood would win probably 6 out of 10. Uh, I'll go the other way. I thought that um, you know, if you play that game 10 times, I think Collingwood only win once or twice, but goddamn, they gave themselves every chance, you know. Mm. Um West Coast were clearly the better side, but Collingwood were in with a shot. And I feel like this is the exact opposite, though. Collingwood wins this game nine times out of ten. Brisbane yeah. just didn't give themselves enough of a chance. Well, when you look at the matchups, you th- sort of think, how many of those did Brisbane actually win? Yeah. And with the team that took the field uh, on Monday? Tuesday? Saturday? Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Fuck me. Um, I would say they don't win many matchups. However... If this was 2021, I'd say they'd be winning a fuck ton of them. Yeah. Um, look, really, it was. You thought in the midfield is where they got their chance because Lockie Neal's been on absolute fire um, uh, this season, and uh, but they got blown away. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just having a look now. 24 touches. I think that's his lowest for the year. Um, lazy, the top six. Bastard. Yeah, the top six um, ball getters were all Collingwood players. Yeah. Um, so they just dominated from the get go. Um, Myrashek, um kicking some nice goals as well. Um, he's proved more than handy this year. Um, you do got to remember he is 27, so he's not a second year yeah. player really. Um, but he's just consistent now, and he's he's an obvious best 22 for Collingwood. And Dugowie as well, just uh, stepping up with three one, which accuracy and that um, flamboyancy, I guess that he brings. Yeah. Like he's his explosiveness. A, he's extremely good on the lead. Great uh, mark uh, for a bloke his size, especially. Yeah. 
can ride uh, over someone's head. So yeah. it's just a shame for Brisbane because they were up and about, and now they've had two heavy losses um, back to back. But um, yeah, they'll they'll bounce back. I think they wouldn't have expected to you know take on all comers this season, surely. But I think this sort of shows them, all right, we can give a smash into well, teams in the, the bottom half of the ladder. Well, I mean, in round one, they beat the reigning premiers. I mean, mm. so you've got to think, you know what, we're a chance. We can win any game now. You, you would have. Oh, look, they can win any game. Especially at home. But I would say that there's probably three, maybe four teams that on their, if they're on, Brisbane they aren't got quite a there yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. um, Having said that, if they're not on, Brisbane are at every chance. So, you know, you, you can only. Uh, only play your own game, and sometimes you're not good enough. Um, the good and the bad news is it was a sellout, um, which they haven't had for 10 years, and I think they we went on a bit about that. Um, the bad news is that's such a bandwagoning crowd that a sellout and then lose by 10 goals, that hurts. You know, because it's going to draw some people away next time, but um, the fact that half of them were Collingwood probably goes all right for them. So. Well, there's still a sellout. Yeah. Um, you still take that, particularly because... Brisbane have had a very long period of mediocrity, yeah. pretty much ever since their premierships. I, I, I heard one of the um, Brisbane um, admin staff, and it was high up, I can't remember who it is, could be the president, could be the CEO, I don't know. But he said like their budget for gate receipts for the year is sort of just under $2 million, and they made they would have made 600000 on this one game. So yeah. that um, shows you how big it is for them. But um, anyway, that, that's a win for them off the field. It's a shame they couldn't re- replicate it on the field. Um, there's no avoiding it. Good Friday footy. Uh, North, what happened? <sighs> Fucking the only the only thing I can think of is they were just didn't turn up, and it, it looked like they weren't hungry for it. Yeah, um, well, they weren't out of it in the second quarter. They were, they were still in with a chance when they were yeah. three goals seven. Having said that. Mason Wood, uh, had he converted the shots he had, North would have gone in with a decent lead and could have done a lot. Um, but they were smashed around the contest. Um, yeah. The thing is, the week before, they played with a lot of hunger. They were able to get a lot of tackles down and uh, do a hell of a lot with the ball as well because they managed to give themselves space. But at the moment, their structure set up around there, around the uh, ball is weird. Yeah. It's like um, they end up being one arm length away from each other, which is the dead distance. It's too. It's either too close or too far. Yeah, you, you're, you're too close to someone to be a handball receive, but just too far away to put a body on to give them time. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I didn't see one Shepherd all day. Yeah. And I, I think every team under Shepherds. I think if yep. you're... Yeah, definitely. If I'm arm length away from you, I need to be putting a body on rather than running off. Um. Very few players shepherd hard, and that's. But in the end, uh, it was there was no one aspect; it was every aspect. It's everything, yeah, and primarily hunger. Um, there were some patches of play, uh, especially um, oh, just before uh, half time from Essen, and you go, no, nah, nobody can stop that. Regardless, they did look pretty good when it was flowing. Jesus Christ, they they can run through the midfield, hit targets, turn and go. Um, there was some excellent football there where you just go, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Okay, you're off today, but it, it wouldn't have mattered. You know, um, There was some absolutely beautiful play. Um, Joey Danaher's goal was a, a nice one too from from way deep. Um, he wasn't at his best, but um, it, at least he's out there kicking goals, and I think that's the, the big thing for Essendon, that um, you know they're going to rise up like I thought they would. Um, yeah. he, he, they need him to be there. Um, I do like the late inclusion of him as well, that cops a 10 grand fine. A 20. 20, was it? Yeah. I love it from Essendon. I'm like, fuck it, 20 grand. Yeah, whatever. 
I just love that. We'll fucking pay it. Yeah. I don't buy into the fact that it was a a, a ploy at all. You know. Oh, look, I, that's bullshit. I think they just uh, it was a ploy, as in they wanted to make sure he was right. I think that was about it. They didn't. It wasn't uh, psyops. Well, he, that. he was out training with the VFL, so yeah. if it was a ploy. They kept it from Danaher, which you know, if it was a ploy, probably not a bad idea. Yeah, he would leak it. Um, he would leak it on on Twitter or, or Insta. Like, don't tell no one. Keep it on low. Playing playing this week. Yeah, anyway. they had so many winners around the ball though, with uh, Shield especially just able to find those kicks into four fifty that gave North nothing. Yeah, definitely his best game for yeah. the rest of them. Uh, on the flip side, Pittard with his uh, first goal in I don't know how fucking long. Well, it was only last week, wasn't it? I was saying he had the longest streak of consecutive points in the AFL, which is about eleven over six years or something like that. Mm. And he, he kicked. Did he kick the first for yeah. the North? Yeah. And I went, oh, there goes your fucking streak, mate. You ruined it. I t- this is probably. I don't know, logical or not, whatever. Uh, Pittard's been so far the best pickup North's had out of uh, Polek, Hall, and Pittard. And Pittard you reckon? Was, Pittard was a steak knife. Polek's been handy, but he hasn't really had that much impact. Well, he's probably your highest paid player. But, um, mm. I mean, if you take every club's highest paid player, he's not in the top 10, 15. Uh, he'd be, uh, I'd, I'd expect Higgins to be slightly higher. Maybe. But that might be, maybe not, because he's... Um, yeah, he, he came over, he got better as he got there. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, he's not a Dusty Martin, he's not a um, Pendlebury or um, uh, Lockie Neal or anything like that. But he wasn't when you got him either. No. You paid overs because you had to and you had the money. So yeah. it, it's almost got- a little bit unfair to, to put the... 800's the number being thrown around. I think it was uh, six fifty in the first year is what I got. I got told and eight hundred average. It bumped up to up to nine hundred in a year's time. Or something. Yeah, or maybe it was the opposite. Maybe it was front ended. Either way, you'd hope it'd be front ended. Yeah, that makes um, sense for his sake. Um, it, it seems a bit unfair because that's even though that's what you're paying, that's not what you're paying him for. If that makes any sense, no, you're paying for potential. You're paying him to get over there. And to create the potential for success, um, well, you know, when Josh Kelly comes next year, that'll pressure will be off him anyway. So yeah, well, that's going to be a tough, tougher sell now, isn't it? As well. Um, but uh, the other part I wanted to talk about was the uh, North Melbourne member that distributing flyers. Yeah. See, honestly, up until the last three weeks, I would say North Melbourne members are pretty level-headed. They're fucking loose cannons. Uh, Gone for the coach, aren't they? Part of that also is, you know, the advent of Facebook and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the 50-year-old whingers who no longer have John Laws to talk to <laughs> uh, now decide to jump on Facey and decide, we should, oh, the amount of shit I've seen, we should get David King in there as coach. I'm like, motherfucker, oh, no. Oh, God, no. Well, Wayne Jacob, no, no. Look, they're not fucking qualified. <laughs> Sam Mitchell, no, he's not fucking qualified. No, he's not qualified. And the thing is, they're like, oh, no, they know about footy. Mate, that's not even it. Yeah. James Heard knew about footy and he fucked Essendon over, not through not knowing no, footy. Through other things. Through yeah. not knowing yeah. uh, how to manage players and be uh, look after their welfare. The old due diligence. Yeah. Um, so I, I did a bit of research on that <laughs> because, let's face it, uh, every coach is about 10 bad games away from their contract ending and yep. North's probably uh, four deep in that. So <laughs> uh, the buy might, uh, might be something. There's apparently a big meeting today about that whole thing and... Brad's got his job kept so far, uh, which, you know, again, you're not going to sack anyone round four. No. But you'll definitely say, uh, lad, 
if this doesn't shape well, up. Well, you might set a few, mate. By the by, we want to be here. Yeah. You, know, you need to be here at least. Um, and I don't know what here is. Well, considering here right now is the bottom. One. Yeah. Um, not I, that. I would say not that is the start. And there's probably a few teams they should be above. Um, but the the list of uh, level four coaches at the moment, uh, Adam Kingsley. Yeah, which, he's been highly touted. Yeah, Scott Burns. Yep, he's um, been he's been like the, the next one for the best part of six or seven years. Yeah, he's been um, he's been everywhere. Yeah, but I think he's been queued up more for the big four. Yeah, uh, Matthew Nix, um, who I yep, would recognise if I fell over him. Um, John Barker, uh, Jade Rawlings. He's been around a bit too, Jade Rawlings. He has. He has done uh, quite a bit of mileage. I've got a feeling he might have a VFL premiership as well. Uh, with Richmond. Yes, could, he could be. I could be wrong. But no, he did. I've got a feeling he. Was if he didn't coach, um, no, Casey. Casey did he? I'm anyway. pretty sure it was. No, oh, it could be wrong. No, I'm, uh, he had VFL success. It might not yeah. have been a premiership, but he had VFL success. I'm quite sure it was Casey. Kick him. Um, Brett Ratton, who you know, he's well, he's not we, getting the St Kilda job anymore. Well, it's still early. You never know. <laughs> They're second on the ladder. It's still early. Uh, Michael Voss, who I, I think he's no. still a little bit away from no. even wanting to put his hand up. Yeah. Um, Ben Rutten, uh, Blake Carousella, who he's an interesting one to me. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, but still, I don't think he's quite keen don't know. for the big stage yet. Brett Kirk, who I think is actually a, a really interesting option. I th- think he's going to stay at Sydney for a little oh, while. I think yet. he'd have to. I think he's still reeling from his uh, media career. <laughs> uh, Justin Longmuir. Yeah, out west, though. And uh, Dean Solomon, obviously. Uh, like surfing too much. Seems to be the way. <laughs> um, and not much surfing in Arden Street, I wouldn't, no, uh, wouldn't imagine. No, I don't think so. Um, out of those, Rawlings to me seems to be the top prospect. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, having been at the club as well doesn't hurt, but not having been only at the club, you get what I mean? Yeah. I think part of the problem they had with guys like uh, Laidley and so on, they'd only been at that club. Yeah. So they, even though Laidley came at West Coast. Um, but I mean, Laidley, Laidley wasn't bad either. Um, no. No, I think he was a bit unfortunate that his, uh, his personal brand was built all around the hardball get yeah. and just the mongrel factor, which did set the tone for the shin bonus spirit kind of thing. Yep. But the mongrel factor won't win flags. Um, even the most mongrel team we've seen in recent memory is probably the Bulldogs. Yep. And they still had Bontempelli. They still yeah. had um, JJ who had played above himself yeah, for that boy. game especially. And all those guys who, not much mongrel, but plenty of skill. Yeah, lo- lo- lots of skill there, yeah. Um I had uh, somebody on the radio meant floated an interesting idea because there's another coach who's going to be in trouble shortly, I think, and that uh, might be Longmire um, I did hear up that. at North, um, who's one and four as well. Um, and maybe there's little rumblings up there, but um, you've got a premiership in, in your back pocket. You'd think you get a little bit more leeway. But if he was all of a sudden on the market, oh, fuck yeah. I think you'd have to think about it. I don't like him as a coach. I think they play boring footy. But I don't think it'd be a good fit for North. Is it boring? However, they look at them. Boring footy where you win. Yeah. Cause, cause well, I, not I, at the minute. <laughs> I'm okay with being mildly bored as long as we're not wooden spooners. Yeah. Um, having said that, North uh, hasn't bottomed out since the flags they won. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even before that, it was very rare. I think North only won a bunch of wooden spoons. And Oh, not wooden spoons. They've had a bottom four finish, you know, sort of, was it four or five years ago? Whenever it was, I can't remember. Yeah, they had um, Spoon Bowl, ended up finishing uh, 15th. That's, that's right. They had Spoon Bowl. They could have finished dead last, but they didn't. That's yeah, right. they ended up winning 
and not just winning, winning by so much they bumped up another couple yeah, of spots. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't dislike that. But well, the problem is that so many uh, finishing between ninth and twelfth yeah. and eighth and seventh, you don't end up getting uh, the big slug of draft points. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't always help either. I mean, you have a look at St Kilda, who had um, a couple of spoons, have had number one draft picks, but it's their others that yeah. have actually done well for them. Um, the, I mean, the good news is, though, every team that's been potted in the media um, in the last four weeks has turned it around. So Essendon were basket cases, you know, two weeks ago. Now they've strung back to back wins. Yeah. So. Having said that, I'm going to be over in Adelaide for next week's match. So I yeah. do good luck out. with that. <laughs> Uh, all right, on to uh, the start of the upsets. Um, Port Adelaide beating the Eagles. Beat the Eagles over in Perth after losing to an undermanned Richmond at home. Well, Fuck this year. No, the, a big part of that was they out-game-planned them. And they uh, did. It was exceptionally well coached. Um, Ollie Wines had an interview afterwards where he said they played dirty footy. Yep. In that, you know, the, the clean football that a lot of people talk about is that um, kick so they can mark yeah. above their head. Uh, kicking into space, that kind of thing. They grubbed just about every kick out of the middle because yep. they wanted it below their knees yeah. well, and they knew the ball would be skidding off well, the, the wet turf. Uh, McGovern's the best intercept mark in the AFL. Can't intercept if it's on the ground, can he? Absolutely not. Uh, it's it's not... It's one of those... It's so stupid it might work. It is. But it did. It's the underarm delivery. And, and knowing that the rain was coming as well, obviously. So you um, pick a side um, and you plan for that and you deliver. That's what they did. And they kicked some nice goals too. Let's not turn oh, bitter in the bush. Um, but no, this is an exceptionally well-played uh, game. It was just, they figured out this is the way we can win. Let's go out and do it. And I, it's funny that that's a thing. Yeah. Like taking into consideration the conditions, I would think would be the first thing you do. It's almost a shame that um, Ken Hinckley blew his load on round one saying it was the best win under his uh, tutelage when really I think this is much better than thumping uh, Melbourne in round one. I think it was smarter. Yeah, yeah. Um, And West Coast Eagles, they looked a little bit petulant at times. Um, Jack Darling giving away was a free kick and then a 50 by throwing the guy around. I'm like, that's that's just disappointing. Um, Yeah, it's just, it, it was I want to give away a free kick. Yeah, um, I know it's only one instance, and but there's that kind of stuff you go, mate. What? Why? Why are you even bothering? Anyway. The disappointing thing for me was uh, young Connor Rosie, who's looked fucking great yeah. um, for a super rookie. Um, it- came off in the first quarter after Yo stood on his leg. And, yeah, um, little ankle, wasn't it? Uh, ankle, knee, strapped up. He came back on, but you know you don't quite want to see that. And Power Pepper too uh, got his leg ice. So I think both of those two, uh, if they're out, might have um, a blow. They'll probably lose to North, I reckon. Yeah, uh, yeah good luck with that. Um, you got to say, though, the absolute shining star for West Coast was uh, the little roadrunner. Um, Petrocelli. Pe- Petrol. Petrocelli. Pet- yeah. You kicked five goals out of uh, – how many did they, did they kick? Only kicked about eight. Yeah, five out of eight. Um, with a team that's got, you know, a three times Coleman mm-hmm. um, sitting in their wings. Um, you took out the nab rising star, and I don't think anybody could argue with that. Fucking how can – like, the, the it, lad's got – pace to burn, yeah. and very rarely misses his snaps, um, which from a small forward, nothing more you can want. Brilliant. Um, he might get three Brownlow votes in a game where his team was shit. I say small forward, was he playing off the wing? Uh, he runs that fast, he plays both yeah. at the same time. <laughs> he came off the bench and still managed to get the ball on the other side. But that's great. When you know uh, A first-year player, um, sometimes you, you need everyone else to carry you. He was carrying his team. Well, yeah. he's the only multiple goal scorer. Well, he's kicked five out of eight. You know, it's pretty yeah. hard for anybody else to chip um, in. But 
to stand up like that, um, that shows a lot. Uh, it shows raw talent, um, but it also shows that he's not overwhelmed um, by the big stage. No, he's uh, making a lot of other players look fantastic. bad. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Imagine if you're four years in the system and you see that and you're like, fuck. This bloke's four games in the system. Yeah, and he's they're not resting him for for fitness or anything. Because we know how good West Coast Eagles are, and they'll put this down to, okay, it was an off game, you know, even the coach was off. You can still take a positive out of it, and I think they'll, they'll be happy enough with that. Um, they do come across a bit as they don't, Adapt to conditions very well because I remember a few years they've they've lost uh, quite a few games in Tassie. Yeah, well, granted they were blowing a gale and blowing uh, a gale well. exactly. But you know it's the same for both teams. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the same with this one. It's pissing down. You got to adapt. Pissing down on both sides of the yeah. oval. Um, they don't seem to be able to adapt to the change conditions. Maybe it's they're just a bit spoiled in the west with nice weather. And <laughs> I got to say, I think shit. one of those games down in Tassie it might have been zero. I think it was, and I, yeah. I do remember some kicks where they'd put it up in the air and it would literally go behind them. Yeah. It'd go forward 20 metres in the air, yeah. back 30 metres in the air. Um, on to what I consider the biggest upset of the weekend um, was uh, the Dockers getting it over the Giants down in Canberra. Um, and again, played well all day. Uh, they had winners everywhere and kicked over 100 points again. Yeah, I have, uh, I have on good authority. Josh Kelly's got the shits with this now. He's ready to <laughs> jump, uh, jump out. Did he have a little injury in this one? Uh, he honestly he hasn't been right for a little bit. Well, I mean, he started off the inj- uh, the year on the injured list, but um, he, I mean, he got twenty nine touches. He's still done well, but um, didn't really seem to. I don't know, be running right. If you got what I mean, like yeah, he just looked to be a bit shonky. Um, I think uh, if right now, if you had to pick between him and Canelio, um, you know, everyone knows that Josh Kelly's uh, upside might be bigger, but Canelio's been killing it this year. 37 touches. I mean, anyone that gets over 35 uh, more than a few times a month is, is fucking crazy. Yeah, and throw a couple of goals in there with that as well. Which is almost an afterthought for what he does. Yeah. But um, throwing that 12 of them being contested too, that's pretty fucking decent. Yep, yeah. Now, it was, um, this is one of the best games I've seen Frio play. Um, for them to be able to score, you know, six goals in the final quarter um, especially shows uh, that they've changed how they play footy. Yeah. And on that Nat Fife, 18 contested, that's pretty fucking good yeah, as well. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, he, he's a frustrating player because I, I want to dislike him, but he is good. Uh, it, it's almost to his detriment that he's not based in Melbourne because he would be the coming of God. I, I, I don't buy that. I never buy that as the thing because he's already, when he comes to uh, any Melbourne-based journalist who put down their best three players, yeah. they mention him. Like, without fail, everyone mentions him. I don't buy this. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. If he was in Melbourne, mate, they put statues up. Like they think he's better than Dusty Martin. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah, I think uh, he starts getting the conversation where he's he's better than Gary Ablett now. Yeah, of but course he's. What year was Gary Ablett better than him in? Yeah, yep. Um, because there aren't that many of those years, and Five still got uh, a decent career but, ahead of him. Uh, remember when Chris Judd was playing over in the West? He was the best player in the AFL without a doubt. Yeah. Um, so it's not like he was hiding and everyone was surprised. Um, there's plenty of coverage. It's just he doesn't get the same coverage in Melbourne that he gets in WA. That'd be impossible. Well, yeah, but <laughs> Nat Fife didn't need his missus to get her tits out either. No. Um, but anyway. Um, on, Monday, though, we'll talk about him. He's, he's coming to a rare patch of form. Yeah, he's playing very well. Um, he's uh, been you know, the, the second or third best midfielder that they've had for a decade. You know, um, But... Uh, He's really uh, showing his worth down there as well, I think. Oh, massively, massively. And to get 18 contested possessions as well in that team is just to out-muscle yeah. uh, a, a very good midfield. 
Um, and Matty Tabana, um, if you listen to the commentary, you thought he was having an absolute shocker, but um, he had a yips on a couple of kicks, but God damn, he was getting the ball. Well, that's the first thing you can ask, isn't it? Oh, mate, he's taking, he was everywhere and clunking everything. Um, the fact that he, uh, you know, probably dished a few off that he shouldn't have and uh, missed some easy ones, he still kicked a couple, though. Um, but uh, the fact that he, they've got a marking target up forward um, is uh, really going to make um, uh, Frio look like a danger come into the season. I didn't have them playing finals um, when I did my preseason picks, but I think they will be now. I don't think I did either. Yeah. All right, on to uh, Melbourne and St Kilda. Um, St Kilda outworked Melbourne. Um, this is unbelievable to watch and um Saints, you know, after this game, we're on top of the ladder for for a little bit. Well, this just shows if you're leading your office tipping, you're an idiot. I'm like, leading my office tipping. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, oh, no. We'll get to the reason why soon. Don't worry about that. Who the hell would have picked this? I mean, uh, what can you say? Uh, they were unerringly accurate, which is uh, strange for St. Kilda to start with. Yeah. Um, they outworked Melbourne, and Melbourne seemed hey. to be – playing three different games in one. Yeah, they're, they're not connected at all. Uh, I think no. they've well and truly got ahead of themselves. Um, the fact that, you know, they lost by 10 goals and Proust was kicking them from the centre square. Um, so they were lucky to get some see, of the goals. They would. I love to see that, but I hate to see that. Um, well, he's not playing this week because he's injured again, so you got that. Yeah, but gee, he is a highlight player. He's not going to be your bread and butter, Um but when he's on the field, shit happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sometimes it can be. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Bad shit. But uh, he's one of those guys that can do those monstrous things, those bombing 60-meter goals, those r- incredible tackles. Well, he's and just, not a finesse player, is he? No, he is, <laughs> he is a Sherman fucking tank, and that's what you're going to get out of him. And, but that's what he's there to do. Um, I'd love to have seen him do it more in the blue and white, but they decided otherwise. So there you go. But um, no, I, I thought his goals were actually bloody good. Um, and Dean Kent, uh, it's always nice to kick goals against your former side. Um, so he was absolutely loving it. Uh, but yeah, it was, the Saints just struck me as um, they're the, the team that's just, they're not that skillful, but they've been playing together for so long and their nucleus is so used to each other that yeah. they're just, they're greater than the sum of their parts at the moment. And But do we are we still waiting for them to fall off a cliff or are they actually good? Well, their players individually are good. Um, I'd have Billings in my squad in the other week. Uh, and some of the other jacks oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seb Ross, um, yep. Jade Gresham, 
they, memory is a, a, a very viable forward target. It's very consistent. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's uh, the best. I wouldn't say he's an All-Australian. No, player. but those other two I would. Gresham and Seb Ross yeah. I would. Um, so I, I think, if anything, they've underwhelmed for the last couple of years. Yeah. And now they're starting to pull together something. I still do expect them to fall off the cliff. I, um, I know. It's silly to say, isn't it? They're 4-1. and one. I think they're good enough to make finals if things fall their way. But I, I wouldn't expect them to make it purely on their own merit. Yeah. Um, but having said that, you never know what's going to happen. Well, I didn't expect them to get four wins all season. But now they believe that they can. Um, you know, what? Uh, you need another nine wins to get a final spot. Mm-hmm. They're at every chance. Because, I mean, they haven't beaten, uh, you know, played the teams you expect to be down the bottom. Uh, yet. So they've still got plenty of room, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been exciting to watch, and they're playing good footy. Like it is good to watch. Yeah, as as opposed to Melbourne, who are absolutely shocking. Yeah, it um, seems like Melbourne stagnant. have split their teams up into their lines. Like yep. you've got your your back line is playing yeah. a possession football game. Your midfield is playing a run and gun game, and your forward line is playing a lead up mark game. But they're not compatible with each other. There's, there's no overlap. There's no finesse. Um, it is blast kicking a lot. And that's why, you know, Proust has to kick it from the goal square because they can't kick to, sorry, from the center square because they can't kick to a forward. You have to kick over them. That's the only way they're going to bloody uh, score um, the way things are going. And they're leaking like a sieve down yeah. back. But again, if you could start nailing those goals, that changes the whole forward structure. It's like... Um, I wouldn't be relying on it though. No, no, but it's like old mate um, Steph Curry. If he can start throwing threes from the center, uh, center circle in the NBA, yeah. you've got to move out your defense. And if they think Proust can start dropping bombs in from 60 out, yeah. they've got to spread their zone, uh, which means you've got more room for your tall forwards to start marking like McDonald. Yeah. There you go. I just checked it out. They have the worst um, points against in the AFL um, this year. Which, I mean, they're second last on the ladder too. So They do? Yeah. Fucking gold. We're not, <laughs> not winning that one. One goal. They're ahead of North <laughs> Melbourne. They've conceded uh, six, six points more. Um. But yeah, so I mean, they're getting blasted now, and um, Richmond have had uh, two um, impressive wins in the last two weeks, and starting to get their stars back. So the way the season's gone, they're a shoe in for tomorrow night, aren't they? Who, Richmond, Melbourne, Melbourne, are, yeah. I mean, yeah. Richmond, you've won with all their stars out. Um, Dusty comes back one week. Uh, Jack Rewalt's coming back for tomorrow night's game. Yeah. Um, well, you so, want to move on to Melbourne, uh, Richmond, then. Well, that's the next game, well, Richmond and the Swans. Um, Dusty looked like the old Dusty of old. He was back in this one. Yeah, I, I was still in my self-imposed exile for uh, this match. I was I was still hurting. But uh, I did watch some of the replay and some of the um, highlights, and yeah, Dusty. Uh, 25 disposals and three goals. That's his, that's his standard from his uh, 2017 campaign. Um, he, he, but he, he looked on as well. He just looked it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas in the other games he's played this year, he looked a little aloof and... Like he didn't care. He mm. cared in this one. They were very, very direct too. Like uh, in terms of possession, I, I think um, Sydney actually had a shit ton more of the ball just based on their star players getting the ball. Yeah, well, they did, but they weren't doing anything with it. That's just it. They were farting around with it so much. Yeah. And yet every time Richmond got it, it seemed like they hurt him. Here we go. They had uh, 80 more touches in total. There you go. But uh, Richmond somehow had 20 more inside 50s. So that's just show, there's a lot of fucking around at the back yep. of the pack. Yep. Looking after the ball. Um, Which, you know, is absolutely fine to do as long as you have a plan to move it forward at some stage. And if you get intercepted, which happened a fuck ton, you get get struck over the head with a goal. Well, I do think that Sydney's problem at the minute is in their midfield. Um, 
in that they, they just don't have the um, explosive power. I mean, Josh Kennedy is a, a great distributor and he's an absolute bull, but they need the others that are flying around and trying to move the ball forward because at the moment they're not. They, they're going for the safe option out the back and then they look up and go, no, no, no we'll, we'll kick it backwards as well. So when yeah. they do win clearances, they're not um, making the most of it. Well, the new thing on the AFL app, now they have the possession heat map, yeah, uh, which you can see. And when, when you look at that, Richmond's possession heat map was very much around the centre circle. Yeah. Look Whereas at, uh, Sydney's was all the way... Uh, it's back half. It's absolutely back half. Whole back half with a strong focus in the back inside 50. But look, that is, if anybody's got the AFL app, go have a look at it because that is fascinating um, for this game. Uh, because it's just about the entire back half for Sydney. And Richmond, mid, right, the centre square. They just dominated the centre square. Yeah, and they were still able to move it back and keep possession, but they did it in the middle rather than And looking to attack. Yeah, and it's like, again, to to use a basketball analogy, when you see them moving the ball around the three-point arc. Yeah. You know, you have to be so on because a a quick pass and they're shooting. Yeah. And the same with this. A quick pass from centre-half forward to forward flank or... You know, even forward pocket, and you've got a shot on goal, which you know, that's not really what you want when you're the other team. Yeah, um, Buddy was on as well, um, which is uh, always going to happen. He kicked four, which is a nice little average for him. Um, when your team's getting smashed around the ground, and you still manage to kick four, um, yeah, it's just it was always going to happen because he'd been um, lambasted in the media all week. So he always felt he should have done that at least. Yeah, because yeah. Richmond is very depleted in the back line. Yeah, yeah, because usually he lines up on Rance. Um, yeah, he's got like actually been like he doesn't play against Rance. He's unlikely to play against Phil Davis next week too. But anyway, on to the game I really want to talk about: Carlton and the Bulldogs. I watched. I was out of myself in Bose exile for this one. Yeah. I watched the whole thing and loved every second of it. Um, it may be cheer for Carlton, um, not only because I picked this one, and that's why I'm winning my office tipping is because I tipped an upset. And I was worried about it because this is a risky one to tip, I thought. But turns out half our bloody tipping cop tipped it. Um, You're all idiots. <laughs> but you could see it was going to happen eventually. Um, and they went in big against um, the Bulldogs, who don't have a tall um, game plan. Um, and Harry Mackay is currently leading the AFL in contested marks. Jeez, he was, he was making it look good um, in some of these. He looked like an absolute champion. He, well, except for that. Miss. He had a beautiful run into goal. He's had a few, yeah, a, a great couple point. of bounces, I think. Yeah. And then just boop over to the point. Um, I think he had four bounces. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, uh, kicks the point. Not only that, it just snuck in so much that they did a score review. <laughs> so he's missed what, what could have been one of the goals of the year. And then he has to watch it on replay about 10 times. Yeah. Um, having said, it, it, it's still a great sign from the lad. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Like I said, five rounds in, he's leading the AFL in contested marks. God, every club would take somebody like that. Oh, hell yeah. Contested marks are really... Mind you, having said that, uh, Casbolt led contested marks for quite some time in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't do too bad this game. He did all right. He kicked some nice goals. Um, Even there was one I think he missed from a uh, fair way out, but it went straight, so it wasn't a shank. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, that's you missed it. Bad luck. It just wasn't right. Um, Crips was Crips, but how good was the the script? Because I think everybody there knew, like the game was over in the fourth quarter. They knew that Carlton hadn't scored 100 points in 17 years or whatever it was. Um, And then it looked like, ah, they've just missed out. And then in the final play of the game, (laughs) with three seconds left, it goes down to their number one draft pick who slots it in over a snap from the the boundary. Yeah, well, their most recent number one draft pick. Um, 
it's a beautiful fairy tale. It was, and to be honest, I got caught up in the moment too. I was enjoying it. Yeah, of course you were enjoying it. I mean, um, it's still cut. You, you hate Carlton, but you're like, you know what? Enjoy that. But I mean, so it's a win-win situation. When when he's got that shot on goal with three seconds to go, they lose, and it's great fun. Yeah. They they you know they don't lose. They don't get the hundred. It's great fun. If yeah. they do get the hundred, it's great fun too. So as a a non-Carlton supporter, I can still enjoy it. I like it too because uh, I think Hawthorne play Carlton now, and they got their win out of the way, so they can relax. That's what I'm hoping anyway. Um, but yeah, it's not a good look for the Bulldogs, but I think this is just, the stars are aligning for Carlton. They can put it behind them and come out next week. I think they'll be fine for it. Um, the Crows and the Suns, speaking about stories, you could not get a better story than Eddie Betts in his 300th, kicking six. Who was he lined up on and said... Just Harbrow. Yeah, he said, just don't kick uh, goal of the year on me. <laughs> and he had a crack at it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I tell you what, if something beats out for goal of the year, fantastic. Because it's not a bad effort. One step on the left from the boundary. Um, beautiful camera work too behind it. Eh, Everybody done. knew what was going to happen. He's done it before. And it happened. And this was also because uh, he, he kicked five. He uh, won that he, bet with his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law got a tattoo on his ass, which is uh, one of the most seen asses in Australia at the minute. I, I think so. I think uh, Elmer McPherson's probably coming second. But it was a pretty shit tattoo, if I'm honest. Like, it seemed like he cheaped out. <laughs> well, it was a cartoon out of his uh, Eddie Betts' book. Um, yeah, Eddie Betts, your illustrator sucks. <laughs> I don't know if he does it himself or not, but anyway. Yeah. I don't know if he does, but if he does, get a pro. <laughs> um, again, I think this is a bit like the game before with, with Carlton and the Bulldogs. Um, Gold Coast weren't bad. It just wasn't their night. Um, the, the fairy tale was in. Um, they won't play that bad again this week. It was always going to happen. Like uh, Crows were not going to lose this one. Well, I think for all the criticism of the Crows, they do seem like they are a bunch of mates. Yeah. yeah. And when you've got uh, a once-in-a-generation player, which Eddie Betts has got to be one of the best small forwards of a generation, if not of fucking all time. Well, of a generation. He just overtook Stevie Milne um, for, for goals kicked in this game. Yeah. Okay, Stevie didn't play as many games, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's all about the totals at the end of the day. But Eddie Betts is one of those players you turn up to watch. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he does stuff other players cannot do on purpose. No. No, that that goal um, from the boundary line is unbelievable. But I love the goal from the, the goal square instead, uh, which I think was Murphy's free kick. Mm. Um, but uh, Eddie Betts jumped in. Oh, he looks pretty injured. You know, I might have to kick this one. <laughs> and Murphy stayed down until he kicked the goal. Then Murphy jumped up. And you can see, I think he actually said, I just wanted you to get a goal, mate. I think he said it. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm no, okay with that's that. That's a team player. It's a veteran move as well from was, uh, yeah. Betts. Lindsay Thomas in uh, Boomer Harvey's, was it in his 400th or his 427th? Uh, I've got to think it was 427th. It, it was one or the other. Anyway, you yeah. gave the handball off. And Lindsay's it was from never the goal square. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is very, very similar. Um, but I, I love that. It, it might, just adds to the fairy tale. Mind you, I believe uh, Betts might hand off for someone to kick a goal. I, I don't think Boomer ever would. No, no. No, it's not going to happen. Um, he might say to him, you know, tell me when you reach 428. <laughs> then we might talk about it. Well, Eddie Betts has only got another five seasons to go. <laughs> um, I don't think Eddie will kick another bag of six for the rest of the year, um, but I don't think it matters either. It, it, this just goes down to it. Um, there were, I was doing some uh, research, actually, because everyone's talking about you know the best 300th game ever played. And for some reason, I remember Stewie Lowe's 300th game, where he dominated. I went back Buckets. and Yeah, I went back and checked, and he got three Brownlow votes that day. So I'm hoping that Eddie can get three from this one. He wouldn't have many uh, uh, Brownlow votes left in him um, over the last season or so, but um, no, he was a champion in this one. And that's all the story was about this game, and mm. I'm happy that that's all it was. That's, he deserved it. Small forwards don't traditionally get votes. I mean, Not in, many. 
the only people to get fewer would be backmen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it generally goes midfielders, uh, ruckmen, forwards, yeah. small forwards, backmen. Yeah, coaches, backmen. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> I reckon the best um, small forward gets more votes than backmen combined. Oh, I reckon that's probably fair. Yeah. Just shows umpires know what they're fucking talking about. Ah, the game. Yeah, yeah. That's why we need a backman's medal. It'll happen one day. I think so. Well, we've got the, the golden fist or whatever Exactly, it is that, which is a joke, but... I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, but it's the only one that's available, and it's a joke. Yeah, the like, funny part is, backmen are some of the scariest motherfuckers ever take the field. Why aren't they getting involved in this shit? It's it's such an easy thing to do as well. Um, you call it the Silvani medal. You well, know, I say that. Who's the scariest backman at the moment? At the moment? Oh, probably Stephen May. He'd knock you out. Well, yeah, half of them knocked me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, on to uh, the final game, which is Easter Monday. Um, I was honestly worried about this game. I thought, oh, they're going to put a bit of a hurting on us. Um, but the Hawks came out firing, um, yet still went into uh, quarter time in a deficit, thanks to about one minute of Gary Rowan. He's not bad, is he? He had a good game. Without a doubt, his best game since he's uh, this season down at the Cattery. Um, he kicked four and could have kicked five. Yeah, the- he was a moment player, though, I think. like he just Absolutely. He was really good when the ball was in his hands, but only got 12 touches. Didn't do a lot to get his own ball. Yeah, but if you're doing 12 touches and kick four goals, yeah. you take well, that down the other week. He had eight contested possessions out of those 12, so he, he worked a bit for it. But... Oh, he earned his ball. Like, he, he, you know, uh, it wasn't um, marking the goal square by himself. You know, yeah. he, he had to lead hard or contest hard. And in fairness, being a moment player, when you've got guys like Dangerfield, Ablett, um, Kelly, Selwood around you, there's not really much room yeah. to be a, a, every, a four-quarter player yep. when those guys are around the ball because they take it all because they're selfish fucks. Well, that was the funny thing about this game too because obviously um, the Geelong Stars are really in their midfield. Um, but when it comes to clearances, uh, the Hawks won it by one. Um, center clearances was uh, 15 to 13, so they lost that by two. But um, to win the clearances, even if it is only by one, when I'd expect them to lose it by half... Um, it's mm. a fantastic effort from that midfield. Well, the big part of that, again, is uh, McAvoy uh, winning the hitouts by 11 over Stanley. Hey, and second in contested marks. That's really where his value is. Yeah, 11 uh, contested possessions too. So he's willing to work hard, blow his knees, yep. which very few ruckmen of size can. Yeah, um, and like I said, he's a great contested mark and a reliable shot on goal. He's kicked six goals this year. Yeah. Uh, he kicks two goals every second week, I found out. He's the biggest guy I've ever seen who modelled his game on Selwood, uh, including the <laughs> headgear. He, he r- runs out onto the ground with the, the bandages on. Um, he's my All-Australian Ruckman at the moment. Grundy's the only other one in the conversation. Yeah, he had a quiet couple of weeks, but... Um, Not as quiet as Gorn. No, no. Uh, Gorn's had one good game. Um, but uh, I, I think... Bruce, he's in there. <laughs> Um, I think that um, uh, McAvoy has just been consistent. He'd be in Hawthorne's best four players in every game so far. I'd say so, yeah. yeah. He's probably leading their best and fairest. He'd go close. If it's not him, it's probably Sicily or Warple, um, which says a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Warple was interesting because he got a ton of the ball and his clearance work was um, probably the best on on the ground. But he's still, I mean, he's a second-year player that he runs, you know, breaks a tackle, spins out of one, fends off somebody, takes a bounce, and then ignores the 30-meter pass because he's got to kick at 50. Hmm. Um, Basher Hooley used to do the same thing. He's going to kick it when he's, you know, when he has uh, nothing else to do rather than when the best option's there. And I think that's just experience. You know, you've got to learn that, that you know what, the little layoff dinky one over here to, uh, to somebody out by themselves is better than the long kick to a contest. One of the 
uh, new guys you've got, young James Cousins. He looks like he might be something. He's doing all right. He's um, played really well in the VFL the last couple of years. Um, I think he needs one more season in the in the weights room. Well, the you say that, but the key thing for me is that he got seven tackles, which is um, almost the highest on the ground. Uh, Cam yeah. Guthrie got eight. But for a, a small lad, you know, well, could probably, like you said, spend a bit more time in the yeah, weights room. and playing a run with roll as well. You'd expect him to get a few more tackles. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get a lot of his own ball, which is the only thing. Yeah. But, you know, for a guy in his, what, fourth, fifth game, uh, somewhere in there? Uh, yeah, probably about that. Probably third or fourth year in the system. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty encouraging. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like those um, those hard mongrel players, and he seems yeah. like that. And, he, like I said, get on the protein lad. Just Yeah, it needs a little more touch for these kicks as well. Um, it is funny, though, that Geelong were comfortable in this game. Uh, never mind, you know, the commentators trying to talk up a, a comeback late in the game. It was never going to happen. Um, but I, I do feel like there was more positives for Hawthorne out of it. Um, but the, the real, where Geelong really won the game is, you said shepherding is a rare commodity these days, not yeah. at Geelong. Because um, they know who their ball users are, they give them respect, they get out of the way, and they lay a shepherd for them every yeah. time. Yeah, I see that as the what they call the centre rule which is um, when Ayrton Senna was driving in F1, when he's on the quality lap, every other driver got out of the way yep. because uh, – They came people, to see him. People turn up to see him. Yeah. Uh, the same thing. People don't turn up to see um, you know, old Cam Guthrie yeah. get a, a Senna's clearance. They turn up to see Dangerfield do it. Yeah. So when he's got the ball, uh, you're shepherding, lad. Uh, Dan- he doesn't shepherd either. He's a no. give and get back. But he is a, I handball it to Now you handball it to me and you take him out. Yeah. Then I kick the ball. Um, you know, but that, God damn it worked for them. They were so good at protecting the ball carrier. Um, and uh, I think Stanley cu- popped up for a couple of goals early in the game. Um, but you got to say, uh, I was I was pretty happy with um, the way the Hawks played. Um, there's probably yeah four or five players there that aren't really AFL standard yet. Um, but, you know, experience and all that kind of stuff. But there's also, you're missing quite a few best 22. And there's some that have come back that are not quite ready yet. I think Scully still... It doesn't look quite right. Yeah, but he hasn't had a lot of game ball. Yeah, and saying that too, that might be his best um, since the injury. Like That might yeah. be his peak yeah. now. We, we don't know yet. Um, but you, you say they're not best 22. You know, there's a few people up in the stands. But this is our next best 22, if you know what I mean. In... Mm two years, a lot of those guys that are best 22 aren't going to be there, and we need these players up. Um, but, you know, you put Mitchell in that lineup, and one of those guys drops out. Uh, Tom, yes, yes. I was trying to think, oh, we're not bringing Sammy back. You know, Tom Mitchell, <laughs> yeah, because Mitchell Lewis did play, and he looked all right. Um, I also liked that uh, everybody in the crowd knew, going into the final corner, that Connor Nash had not had a, a possession. <laughs> that is difficult in this day and age of football. Um, but, yeah, I, I know he's there for his tackling pressure, but... I, I prefer my players that can kick. I'll just say that. I mean, if kicking's optional, I, I reckon I was a chance <laughs> well, to, to make it the whole way. He played, I think, uh, 78% game time and ended with two handballs. Um, oh, nice handballs. Um, might have had 100% disposal efficiency. I'll have to check that. I think I had similar stats when I played with debilitating arthritis. Yeah, there you go. Him and James Cousins both had 100% uh, disposal efficiency. Um, they had eight possessions between them. I think Cuz got him covered there. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Geelong, you know, comfortably, they've got a massive game this week um, that will be one to watch. So um, they did enough without extending themselves. No. I think. All right, we'll do a quick one. Um, get out of here in this one day off um, between games. Uh, Wednesday night, Richmond and Melbourne. Um, everything says Richmond, which means Melbourne will probably win, right? 
Oh, look, that that has been the way it's been going this year, which makes me think it's going to double back again. It's <laughs> actually Richmond. A double bluff. Yeah. Richmond by 10 goals. I'm still tipping Richmond, but, you know. Yeah, I think Richmond, honestly, by about uh, three goals. Anzac Day look like an absolute bottler. Um, Essendon um, playing their best footy of the year. Collingwood playing their best footy of the year. Oh, Essendon reaping while it's uh, while the yeah. sun's shining. Going back-to-back marquee games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, having said that, Carl, uh, Collingwood. Carlton, not only Carlton, yeah. I'm ready for that. I, I think uh, Collingwood as well, but um, it looks like the most anticipated um, Anzac Day game for quite a while. Uh, the Power are hosting North Melbourne over Adelaide Oval. I fucking hope North get it. Right. <laughs> and I'm not basing it on any fucking logic. What do you mean, get what? Do, will you take a two-goal loss? Yeah, as long as... Oh, I'll take... Effort. I'm just looking at effort now. I've dealt with mediocre North teams for fucking decades. <laughs> The only thing that I can hang my hat on is they gave a crack every yeah. damn week. You knew you'd get guys turning up, like Drew Petrie. He's not walking into any other team, let's be honest. Well, Even at his peak, well, he was a second best forward in the own, his own team. He was best 25 at, at West Coast Eagles in his last year. And he had a couple of good games, <laughs> let's be honest. But, you know, got, he was sort of the, the standard. And you had guys like Lockie Hansen coming on. Yeah. He could have been everything and ended up just being injured. Uh, and that was kind of Daniel Wells as well. So for so long... The team hasn't done well enough, but they've tried their fucking ass off on the yeah, field. They're not doing that. Last either. week, that didn't happen. Yeah. Against Adelaide, it did. They were tried there. But uh, so, if they have a red hot crack and lose by a couple of goals, I'm on board with it. I'm okay. I can walk out with my head held high under uh, an Iraq so I get shot <laughs> uh, at Port Adelaide. But uh, to be honest, they'll be all drunk by three quarter time anyway, so it'll be fucking fine. Um, Still tip in Port, though. I got it back north just because we're fucking due. Um, <laughs> due. We're going that. We're going and, that route. And and fuck it. We, this season, who fucking knows? The Q clash: the Suns and the Lions. Yeah, I'm on the Lions the whole way. I, I think they'll yeah, I think the Lions. Back. So they got a couple of injuries though. Um, they've had a very good injury list um, to start off the year, um, so that'll make it more exciting. But I, I do like coming off the back of you know a sellout crowd. Um, up in Brisbane last week, even though the result wasn't that great. Um, hopefully they can get a, a sellout crowd down at Metricon. Um, well, that'd be nice. That's 12 people. Yeah, I can say, I don't know what the record crowd is there, but it's got to be like 20 you know, or something like that. Yeah. So, Actually, I think Metricon got expanded for the Commonwealth Games. So I think it is actually a decent-sized stadium okay. these days. Hopefully they get a few people up there. Because... I don't know if they were permanent or temporary yeah. seats, though. It should be a fiery contest, this one, well, too. I, I hope so. I, I don't know who they're going to mark up with uh, Big O, uh, old giant Gonzalez. Um, yeah, Thompson probably, um, down back. I don't know that he can handle him. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be a good matchup. Um, but, you know, midfield is where this one's going to be won. Having said that, uh, Big O came from the, um, Kneeful or the Quaffle? I'm not sure at all. Yeah. So maybe Thompson's played him before, I have no idea. But, they'll, uh, they'll be familiar with him up there. Yeah. Uh, St. Kilda hosting the Crows at Marvel. Uh, start of the season, we'd have locked this in for Adelaide, easy. Yeah, easy, wouldn't you? Um. But it's second versus 12th. And St. Kilda are second. Yeah, even though Adelaide had a pretty decent game uh, last week, I'm on Saints. I, I, I think their run and gun is a little bit too good at the moment. Um, if the Saints lose this one, it could be the start of their decline, I think. It could be. Um, uh, if Adelaide lose this one, they're in a decline. Yeah, well, if they lose that, they've only won two games for the year, and um, you know, one of them was last week. So uh, this could put Adelaide back on the track, you know, the, all the excitement around uh, Betts' uh, big game. But I feel like that might have been their grand final for the year, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Having said that, St. Kilda, if you guys don't turn up here... Yeah, you got to fill that stadium. You're betraying your team. Yeah. So you need 30,000 St. Kilda fans there because Adelaide supporters will still turn up. Yeah. I, I have no idea how the fuck they're getting here, <laughs> but somehow they appear. Swans are hosting the Giants at the SCG. If Phil Davis doesn't play, I think that might be the result, you know? Because I don't think they have coverage um, for Buddy. 
Um, and he kicked four last week and looked hampered. Um, if he gets starts getting a little bit more of the ball, I mean, that is the problem with Sydney too. If you shut out Buddy, mm. they've got no chance. Yeah. Is he a bit gassed though? Like after a big game? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm on the Giants. I think they've got a bit too much midfield talent at the moment. And Sydney's a very talented midfield too. Oh, not at the moment. But They're not playing that way. Yeah. They are a talented midfield who aren't achieving. Yeah. And I think... Uh, the Giants should smash them in the midfield. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, this is at the SCG, and the Swans don't win there very often yeah, these days. <laughs> uh, Dockers are hosting the Bulldogs at Optus Stadium. You'd have to say the Dockers. Have to be on Dockers. Over yeah. there, in form, and um, honestly, I, I don't see them matching up on Monday or Fife. No. I think um, Bontempelli is looking good, but... He runs. He gets his own ball, which yeah. Fife does as well. So it'll be a matter of who decides to tag who. Um, I'd love to see young Liber go to um, Fife. Um, he did a, a, an okay job. Um, last week with a run with Roll um, with Cripps, but uh, Cripps did get hold of him at the end. So hopefully he backs it up and goes, you know, I'm, I've got to take you know one of the best in the competition down. How far away is uh, Big Lad? Boyd? No, no, uh, Lurch. Uh, Sanderlands? Yeah. Weeks. He's listed as indefinite. You can be forgiven for forgetting he's still on their list. Can't they just replace parts? <laughs> like, he's a fucking Frankenstein anyway. No, I, think the, I think they tried. Knock bits off of someone else. Uh, Lob's doing okay. Um, yeah, true. Uh, Hawthorne are hosting Carlton down in Tassie. Um, oh, I, I was I was actually thinking Carlton were a sneaky until you said Tassie. Well, yeah, we lost a couple of games down there last year. Yeah, not to Carlton. No, to Brisbane. <laughs> mm. um, but but Brisbane used to play on shit tracks. You know what? Carlton aren't. This is thirteenth versus fifteenth, and I reckon that's about where the two teams are, uh, um, will end up at the end of the year. I think Carlton might bump maybe a spot higher. Not much more than that. I know. Their contested marking um, last week, if they can do that again, they win this game. Yeah. Um, having said that, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to tip Hawthorne with the head and the heart. But I tell you, if Carlton lost last week, I'd be tipping Carlton this week. Does that make sense? Yeah, I have to tip Hawthorne as well. Uh, but a big part of that is that it's down in Tassie. Yeah. And finally, uh, Geelong are hosting West Coast at uh, Goomba Stadium. I'm on Geelong. Yeah, you got to down that uh, at the Cattery. They win so often down there. But um, great game. This is a preview to the grand final, I think. Um, I, I reckon mm. the, they can both handle Collingwood, um, who are the third best team in the NFL. I think West Coast are doing a bit of a, a Longmire approach here. Just the, slowly into the season. They don't care if they finish uh, top four. They just want to get into the finals yeah. of the clear injury list they, and make not, a run at it. They're not trying to win the minor premiership. They yeah. just will get get to top four, then we'll worry about everything else. I still love that St. Kilda had minor premiership merchandise. Well, why wouldn't you? You've got to have something. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd, I'd take it. <laughs> That'll do us. Yep, have a good one. Free. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.